0: Welcome to Run With Horses. I have a great quote for you today from Dan Allender from a book called The Wounded Heart. He says, To love is to be more committed to the other than we are to the relationship, to be more concerned about his walk with God than the comfort or benefits of his walk with us. I I thought this was a really great quote because... You know, the Bible tells us that we are to be more concerned about the other person than our own self, uh, to love uh, other people, our spouse, other people, to consider them uh, higher than ourself, better than ourself. And in this case, you see that uh, in this quote where he's saying we value the other person and their walk with God, their spiritual growth, their life. We value them more than our relationship with them, meaning, even if I need to sacrifice some of the comfort in my relationship with uh, my friend or my spouse, um, that's the, if that's the best thing for them, then I'm willing to sacrifice some parts of my relationship for the sake of their walk with God. And I think that's an awesome thought for all of us. It's, it's very difficult for us to live that kind of relationship because we, we definitely recognize that we need each other. Uh, we need the help of other people. We need a relationship. We're created to be in in relationship. So it's often that we place this human relationship above God and we place our relationship with them above our relationship with God or their relationship with God. And this uh, idea here is that I want to put uh, my friend's relationship with God above my relationship with them. Uh, What an awesome challenge and what a, a wonderful relationship to have if I knew that every friend that I had Really wanted me to be right with God and be growing, and that was the most important, even more important than my relationship with them. Okay, today in our news and culture section, I wanted to think about uh, just briefly about this entitlement culture that I keep hearing about. You know, I live in Japan, and maybe uh, it's a little bit different than in America, but definitely. People feel entitled. There are things that they feel like they deserve just because they exist. Whether it's a free cell phone, free internet, free college, an easy job, a four-day work week, uh, you name it. And people have a long list of things that they feel that they deserve, uh, they're entitled to just because they are here, just because they exist. And I was thinking about it, and this would be an interesting study that I haven't done yet, but I've considered we should really look back and see biblically, what are we entitled to? And you know, the first thing that come to mind, uh, the Bible says the wages of sin is death. Uh, That's what we're entitled to. That's what we've earned. And we're certainly entitled to receive it, eternal, physical and spiritual death. Um, I don't know that there's a whole lot more in this life that we're necessarily entitled to. uh, As someone who was uh, born in sin and who has practiced that for my whole life, and I think everyone is in that same boat, We have earned that death, that separation from God. Um, And that doesn't sound so good, does it? Well, the wonderful thing is, uh, Jesus offers us something else. But he also says very clearly in the Bible that we don't deserve it. You aren't automatically entitled to what Jesus offers you. You know what he offers you? He offers you life. He offers you family. He offers you an inheritance. He offers you unearned, undeserved righteousness, his righteousness. And all this is wrapped up in salvation, uh, but we didn't earn it. We don't deserve it. We certainly aren't entitled to it. Uh, so when we look at the world around us and so many people are focused on temporary things. It's really interesting if you think about the things that people really feel entitled to, m- almost all of them are very uh, short-term, temporary, and there's just not a lot of fulfillment there, whether it's you know, a free cell phone or free college, there's a difference in the longevity of those things. But ultimately, 20, 30 years from now, um, you're going to have to have put some effort in your life if you're going to be anywhere, no matter what you received for free when you were uh, 20. And the problem is all those things that you receive for free uh, that you feel like you're entitled to as a young person uh, in the world today, You know, when you're 50, when you're 60, uh, you're going to be paying for the current generations free. um, Because somebody has to. uh, And it's going to be you. You have a job. uh, You're going to be expected to pay for that. Of course, some people feel like they're entitled not to have to work. And that is a different problem. And ultimately, uh, society will collapse if enough people uh, go in that direction. But it's worth examining our lives and... Finding those things that we feel like I deserve or I feel entitled to. Because for many Christians, it's not that free college or free cell phone. Um, It ends up being, I I deserve rest. You know, I deserve a break. Or I deserve peace in my family. Or I deserve um, more contentment. Or I deserve not to have to struggle with this health issue. And we feel like those are things that we deserve. That we're entitled to but you know we're not guaranteed any of that stuff we're not promised that in this life we're promised difficulty and we're also promised that god will work in this life to prepare us for eternity but we're not we're not promised a life of ease a life of success and everything that we do Uh, all those things that we might want uh, we're not entitled to those we haven't earned those we haven't deserved those Um, god does quite often bless us with some of those things and that should be a cause for thanksgiving. But when we look at the culture that is an entitlement culture, and I see many, many Christians uh, condemning that, I also see that there are a lot of Christians that as they condemn the entitlement culture in the the broader um, economic realm and education, all those things, they also seem to be blind to where it is in their life and how that a minor problem or issue in their life instantly leads to complaints which speaks to this kind of uh, entitlement mentality even if it is in a much smaller area so I encourage you examine your life I'm examining mine where where do I feel entitled you know I'm not entitled to do um, anything What what I want to do is because I have been blessed with things that I don't deserve uh, to be living a life of thanks and just really rejoicing that God shows me that he loved me uh, that he does offer me uh, something I didn't deserve, and then I want to turn around and share that with the people around me. All right, it's time for Chloe's Corner again, and we have a new song today, and what is it titled?
1: title is broken ears
0: okay broken ears what's that about
1: it's about how if you ignore your conscience long enough you ignore the holy spirit speaking to you then you it gets harder and harder to hear it
0: yeah good thought okay let's hear the song
1: right know but if you keep it covered then you will reap what you sow you're never forced to listen to what you don't want to hear but if you push it down enough you'll end up with broken ears broken ears cannot hear no matter how you try Take this as a warning, a reminder if you will, that your ears will start to fail you if your conscience weakens still. You're never forced to listen to what you with broken ears broken ears that cannot hear no
0: Good thought for us today. We can all try to not have broken ears and listen to how God speaks to us. So, thanks for sharing another song with us. All right, today in living theology, I want to think about God again. Today, specifically, God is omniscient. Omniscience—the big fifty-cent word. The easy way to say that is God knows everything, past, present, future, He knows. Uh, your largest problems, your biggest concerns, He knows. Your minor details of life, He knows. Uh, he knows if you're in Kansas, He knows if you're in Cambodia. Uh, he knows when you're traveling, He knows when you're asleep. What does that mean to us, the fact that God knows? Uh, I'm going to look at three areas of our life today. It, it Really, covers a lot more than this, but there were three that I thought just kind of were interesting to think about. One is just in salvation. One of the questions that many people have in salvation is, uh, you know, I've been such a bad person. My, some of my sins were terrible. Particularly people that uh, come out of really rough neighborhoods or rough childhoods or got saved later in life, and they said, you know, I've I've had such big sins. I just am not confident that that God really can or will save me. Well. God is omniscient. God knows. Which means God knows what is required, what is sufficient to save us. And he says that Jesus' sacrifice on the cross was sufficient. God knew that it would be. This is important. Uh, we can trust him because he knows. Now, if I just said, well, I think this will be good enough. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know... Uh, If I went out to buy a used car today and somebody said, well, here's $3,000. I think you can buy one for that. Well, it might be good enough. It might not. I don't know. I have to go and experience it and test it out and see. But God knows. He knew beforehand what would be required. And He knew that the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross would be sufficient for your sins and for the sins of the world. So we can have uh, great confidence and trust Him because He knows. This also applies when we think about tragedy and, and troubles in our life. God knows when they come. He knows the pain that you feel. He knows the suffering. He also knows the outcome of whatever issue you're going through. And what's really cool is that in the midst of all that, when God knows the pain, He knows the suffering, and He knows what's going to happen at the end, He says that He will work all things together for good even this tragedy this suffering he knows how to do that he knows what it will take to take your current trial your current problem and work it out for good he knows how to use that tragedy in your life that struggle in your life he knows how to take that and build your faith through it he knows how to do that we can trust him when he says that He will take all those things and work them together for good. For our spiritual good. For our eternal good. He knows. He knows what's coming. He knows how to prepare us for it. And He knows how to take it once we're in the middle of it and use it to open our eyes to see Him more. And He knows how once we're through on the other side to point us to Him and to grow our faith. He knows how to do that. So we can trust Him. This is just one of the many reasons why we can trust Him. The other area I wanted to mention today, and the importance of, of God's knowledge, that He knows that He is omniscient, is our prayer life. You know, before you pray, He knows. Before you recognize that you have a need, He knows. And that, that's important. It means that there are times when I'm not really sure how to pray, God already knows. I can talk to him in whatever words I can come up with and know that God understands the problem better than I can explain it. And however I talk to God about it, it's sufficient because he knows. Now, if it were only true that he knew we might not care so much, oh, God knows, who cares? Well, the thing is, God knows and he cares. God knows and he's doing something. God knows and He has a plan. Uh, We can trust Him because God is a God that loves us, that cares for us, that is working in history to do something, to draw us to Himself and prepare us for eternity. So our trust in Him is based on who He is. He is a God who knows us and who chose to love us in spite of who we are. He is a God who knows us and chose to save us He is a God who knows us and wants to fellowship with us even though He knows us. He is a God who knows us and has planned for us. He is a God who knows us and He has prepared ministry for us. He knows what we're capable of because He gave us our gifts. He knows what ministry we're equipped for because He equipped us for the ministry and prepared the ministry for us. God knows as we think about that idea of God's omniscience, it should be a truth that is supremely encouraging to us. There's never a trial you'll face where God does not already know the outcome. There's never a problem you'll face where God does not already know the solution. And God wants to use each one of those to draw us to himself, to make us more mature in our faith to better equip us to serve the church to better equip us to be salt and light in our community to better equip us for future ministry he knows what it will take he knows how to do it Um, for me uh, this is really really encouraging i don't know what tomorrow holds i don't know what this afternoon holds I certainly don't know five years from now, God does. He knows, He cares, He has a plan and He's working it. So my response, my choice, is to trust Him. I trust Him for salvation. I trust Him with every problem that comes in my life. I trust Him as I talk to Him in prayer. Uh, and I plan to trust Him tomorrow because I don't know what's coming But he does.